Making money today is the equivalent of being a great hunter. And it gives a substantial amount of confidence and competency to a man. Welcome to the Bedros Coolian Show. What's the difference between me and you? Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumentals. Hey, what's going on, friends? Welcome to the Bedros Cooling Show. And today I want to talk to you about the eight things to stop doing right now so that you can improve your life, have more impact, have more income, and have more influence over humanity. So let's get started. First off, thank you for watching and listening to the Bedros Coolian Show. In fact, those of you on YouTube watching this right now, 72% of you watching statistically are not subscribed. So if I'm able to add any value to your life through this episode, please do me a favor and subscribe to the show. And I appreciate you guys liking and commenting as well. All right, so let's start diving into this. Um, And the topic of this conversation, eight things to stop doing right now, came up in a recent coaching session that I had. So many of you guys know, I run a domination year coaching program for entrepreneurs who want to scale their business to the next level. I'm talking like taking a business from a million or two to 10 to 20 million, taking a business from 500,000 to two, three, four, five million in revenue. And that's not just a byproduct of a business plan. That is a byproduct of the businessman, as my friend Nick Long says, because the businessman or the businesswoman and the business plan have to work together, right? And so my coaching client asked a really good question and he said, hey, Bedros, you know, we talked about the great strategies to use to scale my business, to scale the leadership, to find better teammates and employees to be able to get clear on the vision, mission, and core values of my company. Um, What am I not asking you before I leave this half-day coaching session? And I was like, well, dude, what you're not asking me is what areas does the businessman need to improve, right? And I said, you. Um, And he's like, well, that's a really good thing to ask. He goes, quite frankly, I thought about it, but I didn't want to ask because I didn't want you to kind of let me have it, but here it is. Let's do it. So I said, fair enough. And, um, I shared two things with him specifically that were very specific to him. But over the years, I've done over 430 half-day sessions, right, with these Domination Year coaching programs where people fly out, they come to headquarters here, we go upstairs into our war room, big giant marker board, lots of snacks, healthy snacks, and lots of different fluids and waters and sparkling waters and stuff like that. And we just go four to five hours in on that person's business and creating the blueprint to time collapse success. And so as you can imagine, over 400 of these half days, over a 15 year period, I've had to give a lot of advice. And so I was like, all right, what if I extract the eight things that people need to stop doing right now? And typically the advice that most coaches or mentors will give was like, hey, start doing this, right? Like add one more thing to your life as though life is not complicated enough to add one more thing. What I found is when I can take things away, in other words, addition by subtraction, adding quality of life to your life by way of taking things away, I found that seems to work better for most people. Because most people don't have the time or necessarily the desire to add one more thing and one more thing. But they do have the time to take away one more thing or to at least stop doing one more thing. So let's dive into it. These are the eight things that you need to stop doing right now if you want to have a better life, make more income, impact and have more influence on humanity. And I'm guessing if you're watching and listening to the show, guys, um, you're a person of impact, like you're not just 
one of those people that's getting by in life where you're like, ah, I don't care if I'm never seen or heard from. You're one of those people that are like, I think I'm supposed to be seen. I'm supposed to be heard. I think I have this like God given calling that I'm supposed to go out and do something. And so if you want to go do that thing, you have to unshackle yourself from all the things that are weighing you down, right? Napoleon Hill, in his book, he talks about the people who drift through life. And they drift through life because they might have addictions, you know, whether it's cigarette, alcohol, vape, weed, drugs, you know, screen sucking, whatever. But they also might drift through life because they have limiting beliefs and they have trauma and they have issues that they haven't processed through and healed through. And so like, how are you going to help people heal? How are you going to impact people in your life if you have yet to do the work for yourself? So let's get started. Thing number one that you need to stop doing is you need to stop trying to impress people, right? And, and I really want to stress this to you guys, because the most important person to impress is you, right? There's the 2.0 version of yourself that's around the corner. And by the way, those of you that are like, dude, I've been watching your show for over a year. I've done the self-development, self-mastery. I've become the 2.0 version. Great. And now that 2.0 version of you that you've become is now the 1.0 version. Like this is a new standard in copywriting or in marketing, we call it the control. Like that is the best version of yourself. That's the 1.0. Now we want to go 2.0 again. And then that future version of you, the future you, the next 2.0 version of you, we have to impress. But if you're out there trying to impress everybody else, like, hey, you know what? I make a little bit of money, so I'm going to go buy myself uh, an Omega or a Rolex, or I'm going to take a lease out on a Lambo or I'm gonna go and rent a yacht and start snapping pictures and put it on the social medias, or I'm gonna go and, and, and get, a, you know, get a private cabana in Las Vegas and raise the roof and party and really show people a good time. Guess what? All of that time, energy, effort, money that you're spending trying to impress people who one, don't care about you, let's be honest, they don't care about you. They care about being in that car, they, be, they care about being on that yacht, they care about being at that party, they care about any kind of clout that they can write off of you, but they don't really give a shit about you, because if they did, they would care about you if you were just you, right? Like if people saw me on the street, I walk around with a hat, t-shirt and jeans, uh, most people would not know that I'm obscenely rich and wealthy, right? And I'm fine with that, quite honestly, that's how I prefer it. Because if people are going to approach me and talk to me only because they see the car I come out of or the watch that I'm wearing or something about me screams money where I'm trying to impress them, then obviously there's a higher likelihood of people wanting to take advantage of me, right? So I'm here to tell you, rather than trying to impress people who don't give a shit about you, just start impressing the next 2.0 version of yourself. Like what would the next highest, most stoic version of you be impressed by today? Would, would it be impressed by the fact that you're going to bed earlier? That you're waking up and getting your workout in? That you're eating right? That you're reading you know, 5, 10, 15 pages out of a book every day? Uh, would it be impressed by the fact that you're no longer on social media as much as you are? What would the future self be impressed by? Make a list of three to five things and then start doing those things. Like those are the things I love impressing the future me versus trying to impress the people around me. Thing number two that you should stop doing, which is stop spending time with weak people. And that kind of dovetails into thing number one, right? I want you to stop spending time with weak people. And guys, the reason I share this is because I may have never shared the 20 point rule on this, um, 
on this show. It's something that I share again with my coaching clients during the domination year, half day. And again, there's no science to prove what I'm about to say, but my personal life experience um, backs this up. So as you guys know, the, I think the average American IQ is 100 points, right? And IQ stands for intelligence quotient. And we know that there's something called the EQ, which is the emotional quotient. And so let's say both average IQ for the average American is 100 points and the average EQ for the average American is 100. And let's say you and I are friends and we started off as friends in elementary school. We graduated high school together. And then you went on to start your own business, to start doing self-development, to go to workshops and seminars to talk about personal growth. You did healing to heal through your traumas and to your uh, to, to, to literally get over your limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging behaviors. Whereas I decided to just go and, uh, you know, go get a job somewhere. Actually, my, my parents back in the day, they wanted me to become a smog technician. They wanted me to work in a gas station somewhere, like in a mechanic shop somewhere. And here in California, probably many states now, cars require a smog certificate to be able to drive on the roads, right? To get to stay registered for the year. And so you have to be able to take your car to a smog tech who can put the probe in the tailpipe and hit a couple buttons on the computer and check the emissions. And if your car is fine, then great, you can pass. And the Department of Motor Vehicles will give you a sticker for the for the year. Uh, my parents wanted me to be a smog tech. So let's say I went on to be a smog technician and nothing wrong with that. Great job. A smog technician can still do self-development, self-growth, personal development, can go to workshops, shops, can go to seminars, can have a side gig. But I did none of that. All I do is I'm a smog tech and then I go home and I watch TV and I eat shit food and I go to sleep and I wake up angry and complaining about the world and I rinse and repeat every day. Now, fast forward five years, you started your own business, you're doing self-development, you're doing personal growth, I am not. All of a sudden, your IQ and EQ begin to grow, begin to increase. And what I found is when two friends, two family members, two business partners, when spouses one spouse starts doing the personal development and emotional development, intelligent development, and the other one doesn't. Once the point spread is like 20 points or more, they're like ships passing in the night. And so when I say stop spending time with weak people, and as harsh as that might sound, weak in intelligence, weak in mental fortitude, weak in emotional resiliency, weak in physical strength, because you do know that you and I are a byproduct of the five people that we hang out with the most. And oftentimes you end up hanging out with people because you're like, well, we have history together. We went to elementary school together, went to junior high, we played sports together, and then we graduated high school. Then he went his way and I went my way, but we hang out once a month, couple times a month because we're friends, we're homies. But five years have gone by, 10 years have gone by, and you guys are like more than 20 points apart on your IQ and EQ. And every time you're around those friends, you're like, and you're done hanging out with them. I know this has happened to you. It's happened to me. Like, why did I spend time with them? I don't feel like I get anything out of these times anymore. I, I feel like it's wasted. I feel like when I'm driving back home after hanging out with them, I just kind of feel uh, about myself. Like, just like it was time wasted and my intelligence actually eroded. Like, I got dumber. Right. And so if you're finding that you got to stop spending time with uh, with 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 weak people. In fact, Dan Kennedy uh, has a great statement. He says, ruthlessly manage your time 
energy and the people that you surround yourself with. Dan Kennedy was one of the is one of the greatest marketers in the world. Uh, great copywriter has many great books out there. This, the No BS line, like No BS marketing, No BS copywriting, No BS um, uh, leadership, etc. And Dan Kennedy talks about how you should consider ruthlessly managing your time, energy, and the people you surround yourself with because those three things have a massive influence in who you become, right? So stop hanging out with weak people. Thing number three, stop suffering with imaginary problems. In other words, stop complaining about problems that may exist but don't exist right now. Far too often, people start thinking about what problems might exist. Like, man, if we get Trump as a president, we're going to have this problem. If we get Biden as a president, we're going to have this problem. And you start manufacturing potential problems that haven't happened yet, or maybe in your own personal life. You know, man, you know, if I, if, I, if I go and start this new podcast and no one watches it, it's going to be embarrassing. If I launch this YouTube channel and, and no one's subscribing and following and commenting and engaging, it's, man, it's going to be a disaster. I wasted all that money on camera and microphones and backdrop, right? Stop, like, dwelling in problems that don't exist. Already, life gives us plenty of problems to handle and process through. Why suffer through problems that are unexisting, right? If they don't exist, don't look for them, don't manufacture them, don't what if about them, as in, what if this goes wrong? Motherfucker, what if it goes right? Have you thought about that? What if the thing that you're trying to do actually goes right? What if like you're trying to quit a job and then start a sales job somewhere so you can increase your ha family's household income and you're like, oh man, what if I'm bad at sales? What if I get fired? What if I can't sell anyone and I'm just living off like minimum wage base pay? Like, why manufacture problems and then suffer from them? And then the thing you do, because when people suffer from problems that are imaginary, the next thing they do is they go complaining, they go dump it, they vomit all those imaginary problems that don't exist yet on others, right? Whereas if you actually thought about what if this actually works out? What if I do knock it out of the park with the podcast? What if the YouTube show takes off and people are blowing it up? And what if I go into sales and it turns out because I'm a people person, I give a shit about people and I love the product and service that I'm selling, I actually start doing well for myself, right? Have you thought about that? And if you start looking at through the narrative lens of positivity, of optimism, of the positive outcome that can be produced, did you know that there's a higher likelihood that you could produce that positive outcome? But if you're what ifing about it, you do realize that what's gonna end up happening is you're gonna literally manufacture the fear, the problem that you were complaining about. So stop suffering with imaginary problems and stop complaining to others, dumping, shitting, vomiting your problems on others. Number four, stop asking for permission. Guys, listen, I don't care if this is asking for permission from your, from your wife or your girlfriend, like, hey, uh, you know, where do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to eat? You ever have that stupid conversation? Like, dude, you're the man. Lead. Lead yourself. Lead your spouse lead your girlfriend, lead your family, lead your business. Because if you're always asking for permission, you are literally cutting yourself down from a man to a boy. Think about it. When we were kids, when we were little boys and girls, what did you do, right? Because I know a lot of women now started watching this show. By the way, ladies, 
thank you for watching the BK show and listening to the BK show. Appreciate you guys. There was a time where I think the female audience was about 6% of the audience. Now I think we're up to like 25% of the audience, at least according to my Instagram stats, um, are female. So thank you so much for watching, following, uh, listening and sharing to the show. This is just as applicable as you, because as it turns out, we're all human, right? And these are all things that we ought to stop doing. Uh, but when you're asking for permission as a little kid from mom or dad, you're literally giving someone else the power. And so when you start asking everyone around you for permission, what you're doing really is you're becoming very approval seeking, right? You're becoming validation seeking. You're, you're, you're trying to delegate any kind of power to someone else. You know, it is okay for you to be a powerful person. It is okay for you to be a decisive person. It is okay for you to have an opinion. And it is okay for you to go, hey, guys, what do you guys say after we're done filming the BK show? We go across the street to the pub and grab some food and hang out and shoot the shit. Now, if they're like, no, nah, we don't want to go to the pub or we want to go somewhere else. Cool, man. It's a free country. They can say it. But why would I start looking for permission from everyone? Because soon I'm conditioning everyone around me to not treat me as a man, but to treat me as a little boy if I keep asking for permission. All right, number five, stop being the supporting actor. And this dovetails right into number four. When I say stop being the supporting actor, I once heard my friend Ed Milet say, you know, your life is a movie. And he's absolutely right. Our lives are a movie. I've always said, you know, your life is a book, right? You've probably seen the viral video um, of Nick Barr asking me, you know, what do people need to do in their life? And I say, take the pen back and start writing the future chapters of your life story in your book. Because, you know, when we're kids, even when we're adolescents, when we're teenagers, we're, we're going to have to listen to our moms and dads, like, they know what's best for us, at least somewhat know what's best for us. Because in reality, let's face it, they come with their own problems. They come with their own limiting beliefs. They come with their own self-sabotaging behavior. Not, not to say that our parents have healed and, and leveled up in life. And so they look at life through their lens and they're like, oh, you should be a smog technician. I brought you to America, Bedros. We escaped communism and now you should be a smog technician, right? And I was like, dude. Surely I could have greater ambitions than just being a smog technician after escaping communism and coming here, right? And I share that with you guys because um, you have a certain amount of time in life. I'm going to say the first 15 to 20 years of your life where others are making decisions for you. They've got the pen and they are writing how the story goes, right? So it's almost, it almost makes sense that you're the supporting actor in your own life in that sense. But what ends up happening is, again, you turn into an adult, you get into your 20s, and you're like still taking advice from people, asking for permission from people. You become the supporting star. They're like, oh, you should go to school and become a doctor. You should become a pharmacy tech. Can I tell you, right now, currently, this moment, in my Domination Year coaching program, I've got five doctors, five different doctors from all different fields, right? One like a thoracic surgeon, one is um, does pain management. He's a doctor for pain management where he'll fucking shoot epidural and shit into your spine. Um, and the list goes on. One's a orthopedic surgeon. And more than half of them are like, dude, I didn't want to be a doctor. And I went the path of a doctor because I was pushed in that path by my parents. And now I'm getting coaching from you so that I can launch the business of my dreams, right? So think about this. If you're the supporting actor in this movie, then others are directing you and telling you what to do. 
you only have one chance at this life. You do know that, right? And if you are always playing that supporting role, as Ed Milet says, when the credits roll at the end of your movie, at the end of your life, it's just gonna say supporting actor number three and it'll have your name. Don't you wanna be the main star? Don't you wanna be the key character in your life story? Don't you want to make the best decisions for you because you live within your mind and body and you know what you're called to do. You know what excites you. You know what turns you on. You know what you passionately get excited for. So while our parents, grandparents, teachers, even friends around us may have the best of intentions for us, each time they direct us, we become that supporting actor and play that supporting role, and we're literally living their movie for us. I wanna be the main character in my movie, in my book, in my life, so when the credits roll, it'll say, fucking superstar, Bedros Koulian, right? And I want that to say the same for you. Number six, stop screen sucking. Guys, you gotta stop screen sucking. Whether it's social media, where you're just swiping through shit that's distracting you, creating FOMO, fear of missing out, that's, that's absolutely taking up so much of your time and mental bandwidth. Like you, you can go into your phone and look at that setting in the, um, I think it's in the whatever, in the support section of your phone and see how much time that day or that week you spent on social media. And it'll break it down from like Instagram to Facebook to TikTok. What, what is that doing for you? Like you gotta stop screen sucking on social media, number one. You gotta stop screen sucking TV and sports. How many fucking TV shows, sitcoms, fucking football games, basketball games, baseball games, hockey games are you gonna watch? Fuck. Fuck, if you're gonna be the main character in your life, if you're going to be the fucking main fucking superstar, do you think that main superstar is living through other people's content? Or is that guy creating his own content, his own path, his own story, right? Like you've gotta be the creator, not the consumer of content. And if you're screen sucking, you're screen sucking from social media, you're screen sucking from TV and sports. You're screen sucking from video games that are eating up so much time from your life and fucking turning your brain into mush. Yes, you've got amazing fucking thumb dexterity, but you're munching on so much fucking Cheetos. You got all that Cheeto dust in your belly button. And then when you stand up, there's a butt print on your sofa. Almost like cops would draw a fucking chalk mark around your dead body. There's like Cheeto dust around your big fat ass mark on the couch. Like, fuck, man, enough, enough. And porn, how much fucking time are you gonna spend on porn? Fucking jacking off to fucking shit that you could go out and get yourself if you just became a better human, if you just started to eat right, get fit, build your confidence, develop charisma, start communicating. Like, become that next version of yourself. You can actually go and find and fucking make your own awesome porn, right? Like have a relationship where it's like, fuck man, my relationship is so fucking fuego, it's better than any fucking porn channel. But what you're doing is you're trying to vicariously live through some porn channel that's not satisfying you, or it is temporarily satisfying you, right? You're getting that moment of like, oh, I got off, but then what? And then what? You feel shitty, your life still sucks, you're back to your video games, you're back to the Cheetos, 
you're back to watching your TV and sports and social media, and then you refuse to develop to your higher self. All right, number seven. Number seven, stop eating like crap. Because if you are ingesting things that are making you spazzy, like think about this, you eat a lot of sugar and caffeine, you are probably dealing with anxiety and then crashing into depression. Because a lot of that sugar and caffeine that you're taking in is energy that you are not going out there and spending, running at the park, putting in the miles, lifting in the gym, rolling on the mats. So your body's like, dude, I got all this fucking caffeine and sugar in me, what should I do? All right, well the sugar I can convert into fat and start storing it, uh, but in the meantime, I have it, what should I do? Then you start feeling anxious. Like, fuck, my heart's racing. Why am I feeling anxious? Uh, I think I have social anxiety. You have social fucking eating disorders. You have eating problems. You're eating all the wrong shit. You're eating what you feel like eating. You're eating what tastes good to you. You're eating what you just want to. You're eating what your habits and your pattern of life dictate. Because, well, when I was a kid, we'd always drive through Starbucks. And so every morning, I still go to Starbucks and I get my croissant with ham and cheese. And then I get the mega frappa fucking chino. Well, fuck you. You just ate 2,500 calories right there, dude. Like, that's your fucking allowance for the day if you're fucking screen sucking all day and not working out anyway. And it's the fucking emptiest, most junk calories ever. And so if you're eating all that fat, all that carbs, all that fucking caffeine, all that processed food, think of all the chemicals they're putting in food so that it doesn't go bad on the shelves. And you're like, fuck it. It says it's delicious in all caps. I'm gonna buy it and eat the whole fucking tray of cookies or whatever the fuck it is. Ice cream, gelato. It says home style on it. You know, last time the fucking home style shit was made? Back when that horse and fucking buggies, dude. Nothing in the supermarket is home style, right? There's chemicals in that shit that is literally a preservative. And you're putting all that poison into your body and it starts affecting your testosterone level. It starts affecting the way you sleep. It starts affecting your energy levels. It starts putting you in a funk in depression. It starts making you fat, starts making you sick, starts literally eroding the lining of your gut. Everything you're eating and drinking, you're like, my favorite one is this. I don't like the taste of water. Are you fucking stupid? 70% of your body is water. And you're drinking monster energy drinks and hoping that your body can be a great chemist and separate the fucking water from the chemicals and the energy drinks or in the coffee, come on, man, like be a fucking grown up. Take your gallon of water in, go figure out what your macros need to be, eat clean. I'm not saying like you shouldn't have some kind of fucking a snack here and there, fuck, I get it. You're human, have a snack, I have a snack. But you, that doesn't mean you need to just haphazardly poison your body. Like if you're wondering why you feel the way you do, go, go get naked, turn on the lights, go look at yourself in the mirror, and the way you feel is how you look, for real. The way you feel inside, sick, tired, negative, depressed, anxious, that's gonna be the picture of your body. Snap a picture in the mirror and then look at it on your screen. Don't just look at it in the mirror because you're used to seeing your fat, gelatinous self in the mirror. Snap a picture, look at it. Wow, do I need to have all those folds? Do I need to have titties that fucking beak and slap around? Does my belly need to be wider than my shoulders? Is there a reason my tits come to a point and I'm a fucking man? What happened to my pecs? 
can another man milk me? Like, what the fuck is going on? What you're seeing there on that screen is what your body's feeling when you eat all that fucking processed junk shit that they're feeding you. And guys, I say this because I love you. I'm going to shit on you continually over and over again as long as you watch and listen to the show until you're like, fuck, man. I watch because I know I'm supposed to. I get pissed at B because he says it directly, brutally, honestly. But I don't do it. And you know what happens when you don't do it. Your conscience begins to eat away at you. Your conscience begins to just eat away at you. And you can talk shit on me in the comments section. You can say, you can live a little B, come on. Have a little grace B. You can say all that shit, but at 49 years old, I'm lean, I'm jacked. And I know what you're gonna say in the comments. You know, what about all the testosterone you're on? First of all, I am on testosterone. I'm on TRT, doctor prescribed, and I take one cc of Sipinate every week which is like 200, I think it's like 250 milligrams of testosterone a week, right? And when I go back at 49 years old, when I go back and think about 29 to, to late 30s, what I used to take, I would easily take like two cc's of testosterone, 400 to 500 milligrams of testosterone, and I was in better shape, I'm in better shape now than I was then. That's because my diet, I was always trying to out-train a bad diet. You can't out-train a bad diet. Like your food, especially the shit you eat, is like 80% of the results that you're going to get, not just physically, but the mental fog that you're dealing with, man, right? It just begins to inflame your entire body. You're like, yeah, Betos, but I take your wellness shots. Fucking one wellness shot is not going to counteract all that fucking inflammation you're doing. That's the realities. It's just not. You have to be an active participant in figuring out what I need to put in my body so I can create the outcome with my body and my mind that I want. If you feel called to be anybody special in life, because you're not a walking, talking example or role model, if you're eating shit, you're anxious, you're depressed, you're floppy and sloppy. Listen, I stopped taking all of those and I started taking this, the Truly Wellness Shot. In fact, I created this because I was sick and tired of every morning taking 11 different supplements like turmeric, ginger, cayenne pepper, black pepper, vitamin B12, echinacea, vitamin C, zinc, right? Think about this. If you want to improve your immune system, if you want to fight off inflammation in your body so that you have better gut health, you have more energy, your joints don't hurt, then you're going to want to take all those supplements. And I was taking it twice a day, every day. And so when we created the Truly Wellness Shot, we cut no corners and we spared no expense. And so in this, you've got something that's going to not only help boost your immune system, but also fight off inflammation because if you're a high performer and if you want to get more done if you want to stay more focused if you want to make sure that you don't get sick as frequently then you have to care about your immune system and you have to fight off inflammation especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're high performing and you have a stressful work day from time to time right and so here's what i want you to do you're going to click on the link in the description box or go to trulene.com and you're going to use the code word bedros and when you use my name bedros you'll get 50 50% off your first subscribe and save bundle. For whatever reason, you don't like the Truly Wellness Shot, which I have yet to meet anyone who doesn't, then let us know in your first 30 days. We'll give you a full refund part ways as friends. Fair enough? Go check it out. Use the code word BEDROSE. Get 50% off. Peace. Finally, number eight, stop being broke. Guys, I told you.
There's eight things you need to stop doing right now. And number eight is to stop being broke. Here's what I'm going to hear from you guys. B, it's easier said than done. What do you mean stop being broke? You can't just stop being broke. I know you can't. And I don't care if you're a firefighter, if you're a cop, all noble professions. I don't care if you turn a wrench, a plumber, fucking HVAC, a mechanic, you work in sales, life's expensive, inflation, interest rates. I get all that. Gas prices. You live in California like I do, skyrocketing prices. Stop being broke. How? One, manage how you spend your money. Like truly, go through your credit card statement and see how many fucking recurring fees you pay to OnlyFans and fucking Netflix and Hulu and fucking Amazon and how many of those reoccurring, like if your bank account was a bathtub and I came with the drill and started drilling fucking holes underneath your bathtub and water just starts fucking dripping out, your job first and foremost is to plug up as many as holes as you can. I get it, we have to have outgoing money. We have to have expenses. But should you be eating out every single day? Should you be ordering shit on, on Grubhub and DoorDash every day if you're broke? If, you, if you're carrying credit card debt, no. No, because you're paying that premium fee. Go and actually make buy raw ingredients and make yourself food. But you don't know how busy I am. You don't know how fucking busy I am running seven companies with a massive team. I make it happen because it's a priority. When something's a priority, we make it happen. When it's not a priority, we make excuses. And again, I'm gonna keep shitting on you until you guys understand that being broke is no excuse because when you're broke, you become easy to manipulate. The government, the opposition, as I say, can get greater amounts of control and compliance over you when you're broke. When you're broke, you don't have the choices in life like I do. I want you to have choices and options. When things get hard for others, you can serve others with your money when you're not broke. And so one, stop the outgoing money that's frivolously going out. Number two, stop fucking around on Friday nights, all of Saturday and Sunday, and make that your side project where you're gonna create a side hustle. And figure out, go online and figure out what you need to do. I don't know if it's Amazon drop shipping you need to do. I don't know if it's gonna be doing phone sales from home on Friday nights, Saturday and Sunday. Maybe you're gonna become a copywriter. Maybe you're gonna start buying Facebook ads for others because you're gonna learn how to run a, an ad agency. Be a one man, one woman ad agency. Fuck, get four clients under you, each paying you four grand a month. How about this? Get four clients under you, each paying you three grand a month. Do the math on that. There's $12,000 a month right there. And if they're paying you three grand a month for you to run their Facebook and Instagram ads, <coughs> and you're able to do it well, now if you start hiring other people to work for you, you can start scaling that business and quitting your day job and stop being broke. Assuming you don't go spending like a fucking donkey, right? Because there's always more shit to buy. But when you stop being broke, you stop being controlled, manipulated. And there's a high level of confidence that comes with creating your own wealth, having enough money to share with others, being able to bless a charity, a church that you believe in, a cause that's meaningful to you. When you see a donate button, you press it and you give and it feels good and you're confident about it because I can go make more. Making money today is the modern version of going out and hunting, right? 
And if you're just getting by carrying credit card debt, having to figure out how you're gonna pay your bills, it's the equivalent of you went out hunting as a caveman, you weren't able to catch the saber-toothed tiger, you weren't able to catch a fish, you weren't able to use your slingshot or your arrow to kill a bird, and so you're having to eat like fucking weeds and, and dried berries that fell off a bush. While over there in the other cave, homeboy's celebrating with his fucking brontosaurus that he's eating. He's able to feed his family. He's able to feed the other cave people around him. Making money today is the equivalent of being a great hunter. And it gives a substantial amount of confidence and competency to a man. So start doing that. So guys, those are the eight things I want you to stop doing today. And if you do that today, your life will be better. You will make more income, have more impact and have greater influence. So if you got value from this show, if you're on Spotify, iTunes or any of the podcast platforms, please give us a like, share and leave us a positive comment and review. And of course, if you're on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. 72% of you are not are not subscribed as you're watching this and leave us a comment, share this. And thank you so much for everything you guys do for supporting the show. And remember that average is the enemy. Success is your responsibility and change can take place in an instant if you are willing to flip the switch. We'll see you guys next time. What's the difference between me and you? Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumentals. 